We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today we get to tune in and listen to our August breakfast with Nelson Auto Group COO slash owner Brandon Murphy. Let's tune in and listen to his message to the Brotherhood. Well, good morning, everyone. <laughs> really uh, excited to be here and thankful. Johnny, thank you so much for doing this. I know uh, you've got a day job <laughs> and somehow this happens and all of you incredible men come and you know, I just want to share with you if this is like new to you or you've never been here before, um, you're invited to come back. You know, we've got a lot of our team members here. We'd love to have you guys back. This is not just a Church on the Move event. This is a men's event that anyone can come to. And so thank you, Pastor Witt, and just for sowing into my life and making such a difference. I've learned how to love Jesus and love other people under Pat's, Pastor Witt's leadership. He has made such an impact on me. I grew up at Church on the Move. This is my home. This is where I got my beginning. I started here when I was in high school, and that was just a few years ago. So there's, you know, there's just a lot, lot that I have gained from this, and my life has changed from the people that are around me and you know, all of the brothers that I have, all the work partners and business partners I have that are here today. You know, I used to think that life was about a destination. I used to think it was about getting to a certain place, achieving a certain goal, maybe, you know, hitting some target or, or maybe getting some status. And the more I do this, the more I realize God is not calling us to a place. He's calling us to people. God cares about people. And Sometimes we can get distracted and think if I could just get the promotion or if I could just get the, the business or, or get my, my own deal someday or, you know, work for myself. And, you know, that may sound pretty romantic and the idea of all that, but I got to tell you, my life is better for the people that are in it. And sometimes you don't always get to pick what you do, but I got to tell you, if you got a choice, pick who you're with because people are the thing that God uses to get you where you need to go. And that's the most important part of our journey in life. And, you know, this morning, I, I just think about all the things going on. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty busy guy. I got a few things in the fire, a few irons in the fire. First of all, at home, I've got four kids. They're amazing. They're in some part of leaving and entering. I got a kid just graduated from college, and I got a kid that's going to be a junior in high school, and I got two daughters in between in the middle of college. And, man, I'm telling you, it's a, I can see the end of the tunnel it is so exciting. I mean, I'm like, I can picture it right now. It's going to be quiet in the house. But that's also a little bit scary, you know, if you've got teenagers. How many of you know teenagers have an opinion? It's weird. I don't know what happened to that cute kid that was eight years old that just did everything I said. Now they have an opinion. And so, you know, we're having to work that out and realize that they don't know everything. And I remind them often of that. But they're, they're great kids, and, and they're doing really great things for the Lord. And then you know, on top of that, you know, of course, being married to my childhood sweetheart, it's great to have a woman that supports me in everything that I do. And man, I, I, I got to tell you, part of being a, a believer and having a wife that comes alongside you and prays for you is everything. I couldn't be up here and do what I do and do what I do every day if she wasn't praying for me. And so I'm so thankful for Erica and the kids and everybody. I'm thankful for all of our work partners that are here today and all of our team members and I'm so proud that they're here. And we're in a lot of different things right now. And it's really exciting because we have five automobile dealerships. We have several uh, groups and teams in Tennessee. 
where we also do business there, and then we have teams here in Oklahoma that, that does business in the automotive space. But God's opening so many doors right now. And it's really exciting to see that all things automotive that we're touching. Of course, you guys recognize Nelson Nissan, Nelson Mazda, and then the, we, in Norman, Oklahoma, uh, we have Nelson Mazda there as well. And, you know, those are amazing opportunities for us to reach a lot of employees and a lot of people. We've also got opportunities in the automotive space. We have uh, a software company, a finance company. We do, uh, we wash cars, we have launched car wash. There's all kinds of things going on in the automotive space. We recently launched a company that actually um, teaches dealers how to do best practices. And that company has some just Holy Spirit inspired ideas that have caught the attention of automobile manufacturers. And so recently we partnered with a national automobile manufacturer. They bought one of our systems and now use it all over the United States and Canada. And it's just awesome to see. We've got a lot of that team that trains that process. We're going into all the world in the business community. And that is what a privilege because really that's what we're all about. In the middle of all this, if you guys haven't bought a car recently or been through this, you guys know there's a little bit of a supply chain problem. Have you heard about that? It's affecting a lot of businesses. It's affecting the car business. And all of a sudden, microchips become the most important part of your car. If you like power windows and heated seats and your radio working, you gotta have a little chip that makes that thing go. Well, those became really short over the last couple of years. And literally inside of six months, there were four fires that blew out 90% of the chip production in the United States. In the middle of that, there's a thing called COVID that wiped out the rest of automobile production. So here we were, an automobile dealer that normally carries a lot of inventory, and now there are no cars to sell. And so supernaturally in that time frame, God provided a way. We started to work on this probably five years ago to be able to acquire and bring in inventory, and God has sustained us. We are so blessed. Our business has never been better right now, and all the glory to God. He made a way when there was no way. He helped us through every single situation that has come our direction, and he has sustained us in the middle of what could be disastrous for our industry. And you know, when I say all the glory to God, I mean that in every respect. The the success that we have seen is all for his glory, and we encourage our people to really walk in this. And this is the exciting part about what we do is that, you know, if you've ever seen one of those shows about like a... Um, like a terrorist cell that, you know, had a sandwich shop, you know, and they're going in there and they're going, okay, you guys are really selling arms in the back, right? This is, we're going to shut this place down. We're kind of the reverse of that. We're, we're like a, a front for a ministry, right? Everything that we do is just so that we can reach people. And we encourage all of our team members at whatever level their comfort is to reach out and show the love of God to people. And there is more opportunities that come through our door every single day than what, unfortunately, is going to come through these doors. And we get an opportunity to reach and touch people for Christ like none other. We're going into people's businesses. We have people coming into our businesses. We have employees going through really tough times. What a great way. And if you're in business and you're in ministry, man, they should be merged together. I highly encourage you. We're in a world right now that's bold for all the wrong reasons, let's be bold for Christ. Let's bring these opportunities into every interaction that we have. This is a time that we need to be stepping out and 
literally living our faith for people. They need a light, and the light that they need isn't necessarily going to be on Sunday mornings. It's going to be you in the workplace. So I encourage you, use those opportunities, and we're seeing this on a daily basis. It's not uncommon for us to go a couple of weeks, and we see people come to Christ. We see needs being met. We've empowered all of our employees to meet needs as they see them come through the door, and it is awesome, the testimonies that we see. But in all of that, and I just want to share with you this word this morning, it comes down to a thought, and that thought is God wants to be involved in every part of our lives. Do you guys agree with that? I hope you do. And he wants to be involved in everything that we do. And when I think about acknowledging God, you know, one of my, my greatest fears is that if I'm successful, then that would become my identity. And I've certainly had a lot of failures in life, and I've taken that on myself. And if you've been in business or you've been in life and you live very long, you're going to have a mixture of both. And you know, either one of those, people weren't meant to experience as who they are. People are meant to trust God. And if you're going through a lot of stress and a lot of pain, right now sometimes that's because you're just carrying the load. And God always intended for people to just be dependent on him. And when we trust God, it's just simply acknowledging him. Proverbs 3.6 says, acknowledge God in all your ways and he'll direct your path. And that's not just for the big decisions. You know, I used to think, okay, it's time to sell the house. I should probably pray about that. Should I sell the house? Yes or no? And yes, God wants to be involved in those job changes. Should I get married? Should we move? All of those things. We should, and you should do that. If you don't do that, you know, don't do like what I did, which was make the decision and a couple of months later when it didn't work out, say, oh God, help me. That's not a great plan. But we should acknowledge God before we make decisions, and that is absolutely a great thing to do. But even beyond that, God wants us to acknowledge him all the time. He wants to be involved in the, in the little things. And when this scripture was written, that was written from God's in heaven, we're on earth. We acknowledge him through the law. All those you know, verses are written from a, the context that they didn't have God living on the inside. Well now, in the New Testament, Jesus comes and he forgives us. He died for us. So when we put our faith in him, he actually comes to live in us. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that you are a new person. Oh, you might be the same person on the outside. You might look the same, you know. The, the terrible thing about aging is that, you know, when you look in the mirror, it's, it doesn't improve with time, right? So there's, there's that same guy, just a little less hair, a little more wrinkles. So we're fading away as we live in this earth, but the Bible says that you're made new on the inside, that you're a new person when you've accepted Christ. So this idea that God's in heaven, really the reality of that is heaven has come to live on the inside of you. Like you have heaven living inside of you now. And to think that we're praying that God would direct us, we have his direction. It lives in us now. His spirit is on the inside of us. So now it's not just Lord, I need you to show me a sign. We have the inward sign. We have the guide on the inside directing us if we will acknowledge that. And you know, this is just, walking this thing out, is just, it's just a daily walk, and it's just acknowledging, saying, Lord, 
I just acknowledge that you live in me. Philemon 1 says that we should acknowledge every good thing that is in us that is in Christ Jesus. What's that look like? Lord, you live in me. Lord, I hear your voice. Lord, I'm gonna need you today. Just call upon that and just just making acknowledgement of that, just out loud saying, Lord, I, I, I need you in every facet of this day. And that's what it looks like. It's not anything mystical or magical. It's just acknowledging that God of heaven lives inside of you. We have a saying around our place, and it's eternal life starts the day you accept Christ, not when you get to heaven. So we can be walking in eternal life right now because we're spirit beings. We were designed in his image. We're spirit people. So when we have God's nature on the inside of us, this scripture acknowledging God is just acknowledging that God lives in me and that my next step is the next step in him. So how does this work? And this is what we see, is that relationships are one of the biggest things that affects our lives. So if I'm gonna acknowledge God, I think a great place to start, and I've got three simple areas I just wanna leave you guys with today. The first one is acknowledge God in your relationships. Do you have strife in your life? Do you have a lot of bitterness in your life? These are all the things that God wants to work out in you. You know, and people matter. And one of the biggest mistakes I've made in life is getting up and being so driven that I just blow right by people. And one of my prayers, and I've, I've really tried to just make this a part of who I am now, and I just center myself in the morning and say, God, I just pray you open my eyes to someone that I can be a blessing to today. I pray that you open my eyes to someone that you want me to connect to today. And I want to start my day thinking about relationships and thinking about people. Might be my own family. Might be somebody that needs a word in my family. It might be somebody that's a perfect stranger. You know, all day long we pass by people. Maybe God's got something for them. I've got a friend of mine in the room that said they were not serving God, going the opposite direction. And and a lady just walking down the road said, God bless you. And that lady knew exactly that that person needed to hear that because the Lord told her that. She was listening and she looked and it made a huge impact on my friend because he was not where he needed to be. God might want to use you that way. Just say, Lord, open my eyes. Who is it? And that first step in acknowledging God is literally just saying, Lord, show me somebody. You know, I used to look at people transactionally, like, What can you do for me? And in business, that's easy to do. Team members, you gotta get work done, you know, negotiating contracts. You start looking at people as, I'm trying to extract something from every interaction. And you know, a friend of mine taught me this. He said, you gotta look at people like, what does God have for them? Stop looking at people for what they can do for you and start saying, Lord, what do you have for this person? Is there something you need me to do for them? And it'll change the way you look at people. It'll change the way that you interact with people when just in casual interactions, instead of trying to get one over on somebody or get the better end of the stick, start looking at it like, Lord, is this somebody that you wanna be good to today? Is this somebody you wanna show love to today? Help me to see this, Lord. Give me a cue. Let me see this person the way you see people. It will totally change your relationships. And when you start doing that, you start looking at people the way God sees people. You know, I, I remember years ago we had a guy come into one of our stores and he was, a, um, he was a repossession guy. If you guys have ever known any guys that do that line of work, they gotta be pretty tough guys because they have some pretty salty 
people they go after. And we had a car in our service department that unfortunately the client had fallen behind on the payments. So he was there to pick it up. Well, we couldn't release the car because it was in the middle of a repair job. Well, he didn't understand that. So he didn't like what we had to say. And he was expressing that in a lot of words that you don't say in front of people very often. And he was explaining to one of our team members uh, who his mother was and, and what, what, um, what he could do with his um, opinion. And, you know, it was awesome. And I was like, I've never seen all that woven together in one, you know, uh, bit. But he was also about 6'2 and 350 and, and, and had muscles on top of his muscles, right? So I was just like, Lord, we may see a homicide if I don't get involved here. So I, I just, again, acknowledging God, Lord, I need your help. I need your help. So I ran over to the situation. I said, hey, buddy, hey, listen, can I talk to you for a second? He said, yeah. I said, let's go over to this office. Let me visit with you for just a minute. What's going on here? And, you know, he's just like, this guy's giving me a hard time, all this, you know. And, and I said, hey, listen, th- this can't be as bad as it is. I mean, what you're doing, I get it. You got to do your job. We're going to work this out. But something else is wrong here. Man, he began to tell me about his week and how his sister had done something and really upset him. And next thing you know, he's just getting into, like, his life. I mean, it's just spilling out right there. And right in the middle of while he's talking, when you acknowledge God, God starts to speak. He says, tell this guy that I love him. I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I'm looking for a way to work it in, and I just finally had to cut him off, and I just said, hey, listen, man, I don't know if you believe in this or not, but God told me to tell you that he loves you. And the guy just started crying. He went from anger to just brokenness. And I'm like, hey, man, it's okay. He's like, you know, you don't understand. He goes, I was at my dentist yesterday, and my dentist told me the exact same thing that you just said. I don't know what's going on. Like, what's God trying to do to me? And I'm like, you know, it could be that he wants you to be a part of his family. Long story short, he accepted Christ in that office, and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I had no intention of any of this happening, but the one thing I did do is I acknowledged God, and God worked it out, and he and I stayed in touch for years after that. He's a different person. He's got that new spirit on the inside of him, but God had a plan for his relationship. You know, there are people right now in your life that God wants to work something out, But he's just waiting on an invitation. He's waiting for you to say, Lord, I need your help. I need to invite you into this situation. Who is that? You can probably think of somebody right now. He will help you in the most extreme situations. It might be your spouse. Hey, i got to tell you something. Acknowledging God in the middle of an argument, great way to shut things down, okay? Because you can't always be right in that situation. When you start acknowledging God, the first thing that happens is you get convicted, And how many of you know if you're right, you're still wrong? That doesn't work out very well. So acknowledging God in whatever your relationship situation is, give him a chance to get involved. So another part that acknowledging God is important is in our resources. And it really comes down for a lot of people and a lot of men, two things, time and money. I think about time and Scheduling is important these days. If you don't live by a schedule, I highly encourage you to do that. But we all run on a schedule whether it's written down or not. What does your schedule look like when it comes to acknowledging God? You know, if I want to have a friendship with any one of you men, it's going to take time and effort. It's going to take communication. 
And I hear people all the time say, man, I feel so distant from God. I feel like he's a million miles away. Well, I want to challenge you. Anything that you schedule will get done. And if you start making time in your schedule for prayer, for reading the word, for maybe listening to worship music, you will be amazed. And it's hard at first, coming from me, I got to tell you, putting that on the schedule, that's not the only piece of the puzzle. It's actually doing it. And at first, man, I just didn't have a desire to read the scriptures, but I had to do it in faith. And when I started doing that, man, it started coming alive to me. And I want to challenge you, if you carve out the time to acknowledge God in your schedule and say, Lord, I'm just going to give you an hour of my day. It might mean you got to get up earlier. It might mean you got to turn the radio off in the car. Whatever that looks like, it will absolutely be a game changer for you. And even though you think, well, man, I don't even know what that looks like, just crack the book open and start reading it. You know, when you do things in faith, God's really awesome about meeting you right where you're at. It's amazing what will happen. Just give him a chance. Acknowledge him in your schedule. Acknowledge him in your resources. Some people are really good about this, and they're looking for ways to give, and Others, they're like, man, I just have no room to give. And whatever part you're in, I always say make margin in whatever you do. You know, it, it's, it's easy to give when maybe there's a little excess. And sometimes we look for ways to, you know, bless people. But man, I, I also challenge you, give sacrificially. You know, when you can find ways to support the local church, to help people in need, it is amazing how many opportunities you're going to see just open up to you. I want to challenge you. If you don't have money in your wallet right now that's for the sole purpose of giving it away, try it. It will blow you away. Keep money tucked away and say, this is money that I'm going to bless people with. Watch what happens. People will come across. You'll start looking for people. It totally changes the way that you think about giving. It's fun. It's awesome because you get to hear the stories like, oh my gosh, I didn't even have gas money and you gave me this money. It'll encourage your faith right away when you start making room for God and acknowledging in your money. And you know, it's not always going to be easy. In business, we've had some successes, but we've had some tough times. And if you're in here and you're opening a business or you've just started in business, man, my heart goes out to you. It's hard. <laughs> opening a new business is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. It's easy once things get going. I say easy. It's never easy, but the momentum certainly helps. But if you're just opening a business, you're not as bad as you look on paper. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's like Bob Nelson, I always have a joke. We say, well, they can't eat us, right? So (laughs) it's never that bad. You know, there's always going to be times where things are challenging. We were opening a business many years ago, one of our car dealerships, and it was rough. We went through a rough patch, and I mean, it got so bad where we were on a four-month losing streak of money, and it was just that call that you never want to make, and he was in Oklahoma, and I was in Tennessee, and we had just lost a bunch of money, a lot of red ink on the statement, and I'm, I'm getting ready to call him, and I'm just like, uh, just dreading the phone call. So I pick up the phone, and I said, hey, sir. He's like, hey, I just got the statement closed. Yeah, it's ugly. A lot of red ink. I gave him the number totally blew me away his response. He said, well, it's time to give more. (laughs) What? Yep, time to give more. Write a check. We need to sow some money. Man, that's the right attitude. When we start losing, 
What do we do? We hunker down, right? That's the last thing we want to do. He said the exact opposite. He says, call those people we were talking to last week, that ministry, write them a check. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do that. What, a, what an, an amazing reaction. Is that our reaction? Do we acknowledge God even when it's tough with our resources? We're gonna trust God when it's good, but we gotta trust him when it's tight. And giving that opportunity to say, hey, it doesn't matter. God's faithful, I'm gonna be faithful. We're gonna trust him in this situation. Honor God with your time and your money. And the last thing I wanna cover today is acknowledging God in what we say. You know, it's so simple. Glory to God. How often do I say that? How often do I give thanks? Let those words come out of your mouth. I was meeting with one of our company leaders this week, and I just had to stop him. I said, I'm blown away. You haven't stopped giving thanks for where you are since the minute I got here. Like, you've had great success, but all you talk about is what God's done. Not what you did, not what you've got. You just can't stop talking about how far God's brought you. Man, that's powerful. And we gotta give voice to this. Our words have power. What you say matters. You know, Matthew 18, 18 says, whatever you bind on earth to be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth to be loosed in heaven. You know, I always used to think of that verse like, oh, you know, it's about, you know, saying all these things that are positive. And, but sometimes I think it could be in reverse. Sometimes I think we're stopping the flow of things in our life by what we say. We're disagreeing with blessing in our life. We're speaking negative things over situations. We've got to get our mouth involved in the game in acknowledging God. You know, I, I've heard many times where people go through things and then at the end of the sentence they said, but God. Man, is there a but God in your sentence? Are you going through a tough time? Are you leaving room? Are you acknowledging him? Are you asking him for help? A great way to do that is to start thanking him for what he's already done in your life and start reminding yourself of what he's already done in your life. You might be shocked at how your emotions start to change when you start doing that. We've been through some pretty rough spots in business. And I gotta tell you, those rough spots, they just continue to go until somebody says, Lord, we thank you for helping us in this situation. And I've tried to do this now in everything. Before a phone call, before a conversation, before we send a proposal, Lord, we just thank you for your help in this situation. The things that we don't see, thank you for being involved in this. God will be in as involved as you let him in whatever aspect of what you're doing. Is it just the big stuff? Are you just waiting for that big decision to say, Lord, I need your help? Or is it the little things? You're getting ready to go talk to one of your kids about something. Say a prayer before you do that. Involve God, acknowledge God in you in that situation. My wife was at the post office and she was standing in line and there's a conversation going on between a lady and another lady. And of course, when there's ladies talking, more ladies get involved. So they start, you know, having this conversation. And so the crux of it was the lady had a daughter who, when she was a teenager, got involved in the wrong crowd. And this crowd took her towards the drug scene, got the best of her daughter, and she started doing drugs, started dealing drugs. And as a young adult, 18, is now uh, been arrested and is in prison. And this lady is telling the story about her daughter. 
And she said, my husband and I were devastated. We were fearful this would happen, and it's exactly how it played out. So we got some counseling, and the guy told us, you got to stop saying this. You can't, everything you're saying over your daughter is negative. You're going to screw your life up. You're a disappointment. All these things that they had been fearful about speaking over her this whole time came to pass and happened. He says, you got to start saying what God says about this girl. So they would go visit her on the weeks that they could do that through the glass and start saying, honey, this isn't the end of your life. God's going to use you. Honey, it's not over. God's going to use you in a special way. Honey, God's got a plan for your life. You're going to be okay. Just finding things that would give her hope and begin to say that over her. It was amazing. And this lady's telling the story about her daughter in prison right now. She goes, when we go see her, her whole countenance has changed. She's completely free from the life she was in, even though she's locked up. But while she was out of prison, she was completely bound. Guys, I'm telling you, you can change someone's trajectory by acknowledging God in their life. Many people want to stop the bad behavior. We want to stop the bad behavior sometimes. But it's not gonna have that, that's not going to happen just by white-knuckling or willpower. We've got to speak who God says about us. We've got to do that in faith sometime. God did that for us. He literally, it says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He saw the good before the good was there. And we've got to do that in people. We've got to do that in people, and we've got to let that come out of our mouth. Do you regularly give glory to God? Do you speak life over people, over your kids, over your wife, over your family? This is so very important. This is a vital piece of acknowledging God. Is just saying, Lord, I need you in every situation. Lord, I thank you for your blessing over my family. I've got a missionary friend that says this, God will get the blessing to the people that give him the glory. Are you allowing him to get the glory? Are you openly giving him thanks for the things that he's done in your life? Man, what a powerful way to live. And guys, just to kind of wrap things up today, in acknowledging God, the first step is relationship. And I just want to challenge everybody. You might be in this room and you're saying, you know what? I haven't acknowledged God. I'm far away from him. I don't have a relationship with God. I've never really acknowledged him in my life. Oh, yeah, Jesus is out here. He's a part of my life, but he's not the center of my life. I've never given him that credit to say, Lord, I depend on you daily. I depend on you for everything that I need. Would you guys just bow your heads with me for a second? You might be in this room and say, Lord, I want to acknowledge you. I want you to be the center place in my life. I want to give you everything in my life. I want you to be my Lord. If you're in this room and you say, man, you know what? I'm making a commitment to do that today. I'm going to let Jesus be my Lord. I'm going to let Jesus, I'm going to acknowledge him in my life. Just slip your hand up real quick. Nobody's looking. Just say, I'm going to make that decision. Awesome. 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 So glad to see you guys making decisions for Christ. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You know, here's the great thing. If you acknowledge God, he's acknowledging you. (laughs) When you give him glory, that glory, it just shines through your life. His grace in your life just shines wherever you go.
Let's all say this prayer together, just acknowledging God. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge what you did when you sent your son to this earth, that he died on a cross. He forgave me. And Lord, I invite you in to be the boss, to be the head of my life. I will bring you into every situation. I will acknowledge you in everything because you live in me. In Jesus' name, amen.